0: Welcome back, everyone, to our latest episode of Partner Perspectives, the CX Partner Success Podcast Series, where you hear the really, really from our partner leaders at Cisco, industry stakeholders, and of course, our Cisco partners. As usual, I'm your host, Scott Shell, and today I'm excited to be joined by Kevin Dage. Kevin is a Senior Vice President of Services Business Development at E-Plus, who we all know as one of Cisco's most strategic partners and really important to us as we talk about our lifecycle penetration into the market. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Great having you today. Well, thanks, Scott. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you as well. Awesome. I know Kevin's joining us from Myrtle Beach, where he's his home office is, and I'm sure he's uh, doing this before he gets in a golf game this afternoon. But um, as I said, Kevin is uh, with E, and as one of our top partners, um, as long as I've been at Cisco for the last 10 years, I've been working with E. and Really the entire time, Kevin's been lucky enough to be along that journey with us. And for those of you that aren't in the studio, I use lucky enough in air quotes because we've thrown a lot at Kevin, right? We've thrown a lot at Kevin and E-Plus from how do we begin a PSS business? How do we look at S&TC and some of the collector stuff? How do we get into some of um, what we what is important to us at Cisco and layer it into how they're delivering services to their customers. So we've come a long way, Kevin, and I think we've done a lot of great work in the last 10 years, but I think that a lot of the most exciting stuff is ahead of us now. And so when we start talking about customer experience and lifecycle services, that's kind of where I wanted to base our conversation today and really get into what E-Plus is doing with their customers and how Cisco's helping them with that. So maybe the first thing we can talk about is when we talk about E+, when we talk about customer support, we talk about customer success, we talk about lifecycle. You guys have been doing this for a long time before the cool word was out there about CX and customer success. Help us with the heritage of, of, uh, of E+, and
1: some of the stuff you guys are doing with EMS. Sure, Scott, so y- you talked about our 10-year journey on the services side, E Plus and Cisco. And you know, I look at that and it certainly has provided us mutually with our fair share of opportunities, challenges, success, et cetera, et cetera. However, we all realize we're in an industry that is constantly changing. So I think it's been exciting and, and dynamic for us for sure and, and uh, appreciate the partnership with Cisco. And as we look forward to the future with Cisco in support of our mutual customers. We wanna take this table stakes that we developed over the course of the last decade in terms of first call support and managed service offerings and advisory services and other IT-related support offerings that help complement the Cisco technology and really evolve to what I believe and we believe customers are more specifically asking for today, which is really more of a offering that really does look at the comprehensive life cycle of the what has now become more of a software-driven economy that we're working in with our customers today.
0: So, I mean, you hit on a key word there, our key phrase, table stakes, right? So we talk about providing service to a customer, whether it's a maintenance service from Cisco or whether it's part of your managed services platform from E-plus. I mean, that kind of is table stakes now, right? I mean, it's some of the best services in the business, but customers expect that we're going to take care of them, we're going to serve them, we're going to fix their problems. something's broke, we're going to fix it, they're going to call E-plus for that support or call Cisco. The evolution of that now is how do you take those table stakes and then take advantage of all the new opportunities from your vendors and then start providing another level of service to your customers that expect more, Right.
1: Sure, I would agree, Scott. And and again, the 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 table stakes are still a foundational component of what we have to deliver to our customers. So and those you know, never that, go away. Yeah, uh, never go away. So that that traditional device management is is still a requirement, right? But I think we reached an inflection point uh, quite some time ago. Quite honestly, where. Customers were saying, okay, there are a lot of companies out there that can keep an eye on my environment seven by 24, 365, and make sure the green lights continue to stay blinking green. And if something happens, uh, remediate that issue in a timely fashion. But that's not the world that we're living in anymore. Again, as we look at the evolution of the technology industry over the course of the last three to five years, and we look at consumption models these as a service models and these software driven models the support requirement now has evolved from a avi- devices to more full architecture practice support with with these interoperable multi vendor platforms that our customers are uh, are leveraging to to support their requirements for their business. And the competitive landscape for both of our organizations has changed dramatically during that time. So how do we compete with these cloud hosted or as a service models and take the foundational components of what both of our organizations have had in place for some time and evolve to meet the customer where they're at today with how they want to consume technology and have that be supported? Yeah. And so evolution of what you're doing today. So I'm gonna
0: keep going back to some of the things you you hit on. Table stakes, we know that's never going away. Customers expect that, but now they're expecting the stuff that we're evolving to, right? They're expecting the next level of of services. They're expecting you to know more about their environment and their and their and their solution than they do, right? I mean you are the 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 partner of choice for them. So how are you guys doing that? And and I mean is it is it through apis is it through data is there things that you're doing specifically that we help you with from cisco that allows you to
1: uh, kind of drive more of that that knowledge back to the customer yeah i think i think you know for me it starts at the beginning of the engagement with the customer i think it's critically important these days that we're aligned with the customer on what are their business objectives or or what business value are they hoping to actualize from the investments that they're making and, and and the ability for us to, as partners, be aligned with the customer well ahead of implementing or tweaking or reshaping any technology and or support mechanism in place is, again, hypercritical to ultimately making sure that that customer is actualizing the value that they um have determined that they're, they're, they're needing for their organization. So it starts with the planning part of that, but as you had mentioned, let's talk about telemetry for a minute, right? Yeah, so we now live in this software-driven world where we are able to, based on the technology that we mutually have in place, really get to that next level of what's going on within the customer's environment, right? Are they leveraging the capabilities of the platform to a degree that they could? And if not, what are some of the use cases we can help them with so that they can take full advantage of the investments that they have made in the technology and then supplement that with our associated services? And at the end of the day, you know, coming full circle with the customer, it's these actionable insights that are available to us today that that historically in a more hardware driven world uh, weren't necessarily available to us uh, previously. So it, it's really evolving our collective role with these customers and and helping them with the identification of those insights and really helping them maximize their investment.
0: Yeah, I mean, so let me, let's take off on that for a second, right? Actionable insights, because we talk about data, we talk about telemetry, we talk about all this information we have about the customer's environment. But one of my favorite sayings is, there's no easy button, right? I mean, there's no big red button you push, and and, the, and that's explained to the customer. They understand it. Your teams, and whether it's through your EMS uh, team or, or the lifecycle teams, they have to take that data, and they have to m- not manipulate, but manage that data in a conversation back to the customer where it makes sense based on a use case that drives the business objectives that the customer's trying to get, right? So, I mean, your team's got to be fully involved in how they get that information from Cisco, which I'm assuming is mostly through APIs, right? You guys get a dump of our information and then take that and have those QBR conversations with your customers.
1: Exactly, Scott. You mentioned a couple of times EMS. though. that was our first foray with uh, first call support under previously the partner shared support program that uh, with Cisco that we branded as enhanced maintenance support. So when we, uh, began to implement that program years ago and that offering years ago we made the conscious decision in the organization that we weren't just simply trying to out-tack Cisco tac if you will right so what we did was with enhanced maintenance support we actually turned up tooling and dashboards for our customers that really was above and beyond the program requirements so monitoring platforms, giving our engineers visibility with collectors and, and insight into what was going on within the, the customer environment. And from a device management perspective, it really helped us compress mean time to resolution and provide what we still believe is a superior support offering to our end customers. But again, that was built all around the device piece. As we move forward now and as we look at this more software-driven world that we're, we're living in, the ability now to go to that next level with our accreditation with Cisco as your four, first North American partner with partner lifecycle service support, now we're looking at that API integration in a co-delivered model, right? which to, to us is perfect. It's the best of both worlds for the customer. So we're smart bonded with Cisco, we're smart bonded with the customer, There's transparency and visibility, the activity that's going on within the account. And we're also now able to, through API integration, access Cisco knowledge bases to really further enhance what we've historically done with our executive dashboards and that single pane of glass that our customers have access to so they can really see what's going on within their environment, where there may be gaps, and then we meet with them on a regular basis under a lifecycle support engagement to talk about how we can help refine, adapt, improve, etc. So, very different world than we were living in just a short time ago.
0: Yeah, but let's let's but let's let's talk about that for a sec because even when we brought you guys into PSS uh, a number of years back, and um, you guys quickly realized that you, you're just not gonna. Rebrand Cisco's SNTC and deliver it to a customer, you had to have a value add around what you were doing with that business. And you talked about that, right? How do you provide more of the dashboards with the telemetry, with the data? So you guys were foundationally set that I think from a Cisco perspective, um, even then till now, and we'll talk about PLSS here in a second, but we learned a lot of best practices from you guys about how you actually delivered stuff in the market, how you guys addressed your customers, uh, some of the stuff that you put in as a foundational piece of your business. And so can you kind of hit on some of that stuff that, I mean, you've brought some really cool stuff to the market in the last number of years through your services business. And I think I want to give you guys credit for that because we've learned an awful lot from you guys as well.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that, Scott. I I think that again, I I remember just a, a few years ago where We were all pursuing the holy grail of getting collectors deployed within our customer environments, right? And we had many customers just pushing back saying, I'm not sure that I want you to have that level of access, so on and so forth. So again, what what we did was the collector, not just for the sake of collector that the customer may have interpreted as 99% value to us and Cisco and, and limited value to them, we deployed the collector with a purpose. And the purpose was to be able to utilize our monitoring platforms, our ticketing platforms, e-bonding with the customer, and, and, and help them actualize the result of less disruptive downtime, mean time to resolution, first call resolution, et cetera, et cetera. And, and because of that, Um, we really drove the transformation of what was traditional reactive device support, right? And and again, we talked about table stakes earlier. These are all the foundational components. So now as we go to PLSS, which we've branded as, uh, on our side, ELSS, uh, E-plus lifecycle service support, uh, we're really set up and have been set up for some time to just take that next step somewhat naturally with Cisco.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to probably drive me nuts. I'm going to keep repeating some of the words you said. Deployed with a purpose. And that's I don't think I've heard that phrase put together like that before, but it makes an incredible sense. Right. You're deploying the collector, not just to gain data from a customer, but for, for, you're purposely put it in there because you have some value you're going to produce to the customer around that. So um, so. We keep talking about PLSS and and um, and, and the E plus version of that. Let's talk about that now for a few minutes. As we know in Cisco, we've we've brought out our new foundational offers through Partner Lifecycle Services, and one of those is Partner Lifecycle Services support. It's the ability for you guys to really own the customer engagement, the life cycle with the customer through your services. And so, tell me how, or help us understand. Why that was so important for E Plus to be our first North American partner to really jump into the lake with us?
1: Well, Cisco has been, continues to be, and and you know, I say going into the future, one of our largest ecosystem partners right and we saw the evolution of how you were transforming your business i remember chuck robbins three four years ago stood on the stage at partner summit and said hey we are a software and services company right which was kind of the uh, the 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 notification to the market that you guys were going to start to drive a significant transformation of how you do what you do and, and so for us, as we look at relevance, not only to our customers, most importantly, of course, but as a responsible Cisco partner, we, we, we said, okay, if they're changing, how do we need to change, right? So we've been working on things for many years with you to drive our own transformation, uh, and we've, we've been able to leverage the foundation that we've talked about that we, we, we previous, previously built. But what I'm most excited about, what we're most excited about, uh, being a member of what was historically the Service Partner Advisory Board and the E-Plus representative it's right. now the Partner Lifecycle Advisory Board. You guys have talked for a long, long, long time about co-delivered models, Right. The technology and the true, associated true, services. True
0: co delivered models. I mean, truly, true. True co delivered
1: yeah. models, right? And, and when we started to learn more about PLSS, probably going back 12 to 18 months ago now, uh, it was the first time that I had seen a program that said, okay, I think we finally have arrived at something that really fit the definition that we had of a true co delivered model, right? So, we wanted to accelerate. We wanted to be first to market. We had an install base of of the the, the EMS customers that we thought this was a a, a much better approach for. Uh, we look at it from a competitive differentiation perspective. So these are a lot of the reasons why we said, "Hey, let's be first to market. Let's go get some." Some, some bumps and bruises along the way, but, but let's be a leader with Cisco here because we just thought we, 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 we needed to be there and we needed to be first ones to market with this. And, and uh, candidly, you know, nine months or so now into uh, actually offering this to our customers, it's done a couple of things. One, we've got rapid and broad adoption at a customer level, but also because of this code delivery model We've eliminated a lot of the legacy field contention between our organization and your organization in terms of who's going to control this, right? Because before the customer had to decide, do I want support from Cisco or do I want support from the partner? So it's really helped with those internal conversations as well when folks realize if we work together together, some of this will come from E Plus, some of this will be complemented with and come from Cisco. But at the end of the day, it's the best of both worlds for the customer. And we're we're winning a whole lot more together. And we've eliminated again a lot of the legacy contention that has existed.
0: That, so that was that's an awesome statement. Everything right there was perfect because I want to go back to you didn't do this because Cisco asked you to do this, right? We didn't do this because you wanted to be a good partner with Cisco. You 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 transitioned to PLSS because it made business sense to to E plus and it made sense to your support of your customers right and so now we're in that co branded model we're 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 working in the field together. Um,
1: hey, Scott, we start, one other thing I would add before yeah. just just real quickly is it's it's the co branded co delivered right but I think there's also the the mechanisms have now been put in place with Cisco and available to partners in this program where we can really sit in front of customers and look at the reality of the worlds they live in is this multi-vendor architecture solutions that they have in place. And our ability to, and, and we've supported multi-vendor platforms with our managed services offerings for a number of years, but now our ability to have a structured approach in place with Cisco, so that if we do need some adjacent support for some of those other uh, manufacturers, we've got Cisco as a backstop to help us with that. And and I think that's one of the most critically important components. It's a, it, uh, Trust me, it's a big hurdle for partners right. to get over to be able to be purpose built and staffed to be able to do uh, a multi-vendor full architecture support solution. Uh, I think we've been doing that for a number of years as well. But now with the addition, of Cisco as a backstop and a code delivered model, I I think it's just served to enhance what we've been doing for some time.
0: Yeah, calling out one of the biggest benefits is us moving from the old device level support of of PSS to kind of the solution support level of of PLSS, right? That's a huge benefit for you guys. Hey Kevin, I, we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. It's been a great conversation, but we love stories on this on this podcast. We love customer stories. Is is there one that you can tell us about a about a customer where how your engagement with them with uh, with our PLSS your ELSS offer has really helped a customer?
1: Yeah, I, I you know I, I will. I mentioned earlier that that as customers are coming up for renewal with their legacy enhanced maintenance support slash PSS contracts, it's been a relatively easy conversation and conversion of, of those contracts. So uh, I think a lot of the groundwork that we laid and now the enhancements that we're making and and the again the APIs and and additional insights and so on and so forth. Right, and I'm excited about the future as well with. Uh, now we're in pilot stage with you to, to bundle success tracks on top of uh, PLSS as well, right. and I, you know we can't, we can't. In my mind, we can't get there soon enough because the the capabilities that that will introduce for our mutual customers just kind of take this to the next level. So really excited about that. So that's our our base and kind of where we're going. But with respect to a specific customer example, I'd like to really talk about. Someone who was really a new customer for us over the course of not Cisco, but for us over the course of the last six or seven months. It's a it's a large uh, multinational transportation services company, and they've got a very diverse organization in terms of distrib- uh, distributed number of locations. They're they're geographically dispersed, and 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 they've got a, a very diverse set of offerings that they have, and. Part of the challenge they were having was, again, they're living in this multi-vendor world, and the cost associated with and the effort associated with trying to support all this internally was just uh, was just overwhelming, right? And so when we started to talk to them about how we could, in a co-delivered manner for these multi-vendor architecture solutions, really help supplement what they were trying to do internally, it really resonated with them. So it's it's how do I deal with this, this high level of, of geographic uh, disbursement of locations, but also this very diverse business I have where I've got lots of business units with lots of different requirements. And that's what they really needed to focus on, is how do I strategically work internally with those organizations to help them drive their digital transformation? I've got to get out of this this, this mold, mode of, of really just being, the IT is the support mechanism. So operational efficiencies, um, candidly, you know, we, we've already seen, they've already communicated to us, because of the model that we've put in place, they're already recognizing operational cost reduction as a benefit of this. And I think they're well positioned now to move forward uh, and really get after those more strategic initiatives that that were really not available to them to 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 tackle right. because of time constraints. And and you know also selfishly, I guess, I, I would say for both Cisco and E plus, the way we are working this lifecycle engagement for this customer with you. Um, I love our opportunity for the future in terms of growth with this organization, viability with this organization, sustainability of the relationship, and really being able to ward off those external competitive pressures going forward. So I think the the approaching customers like this and really actualizing the opportunity that's available to both of our organizations with PLSS and, and evolution of that going forward in full life cycle sets us both up very well for the future. Hey,
0: Kevin, I couldn't have wrapped this podcast any better than you just did right there. So I think you can probably take on my next
1: recordings with what, Was that my drop the mic moment? Yeah, that Scott, was your drop you the mic say? moment, man. That was there perfect.
0: So, hey, Kevin, thanks for joining us today. I mean, truly, E-Plus is one of our... our from our heart, one of our best partners that we work with on a daily basis. And we certainly appreciate your partnership and and your friendship with your entire organization over there for for many years with us. So thank you. And uh, maybe here in the next coming months, we'll bring you back on and talk about as the migration we get to the PLS success tracks in in the near future. We'd love to have you back.
1: Scott, appreciate the time today. Appreciate you having me on and would love to come back in the future to uh, continue the conversation. Awesome.
0: Well, thanks, everybody. We're going to close off today uh, with the CX Partner Perspectives podcast. Real people, real conversations, real partner success. See you next time.